I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin McCluskey and Laura Bradburn to discuss Rangers nil, Celtic 1. Um, there seems to be a wee bit of a meltdown at Ibrox, Laura. They're sitting on the faded blue seats, uh, gesticulating at their players who are going round applauding them. What a performance by an injury-ravaged Celtic, Laura. I mean, there's so many individuals in there that we can give great credit to for that victory. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, don't get me wrong; it was it was far from a classic. It'll not be on a DVD at Christmas, as some people were hoping it would be. But um, it was certainly, it was certainly, you know, exactly the type of victory we needed today. We needed to show that we had the grit and determination to dig in. And I thought, while we were the stronger in the first half. I think we were really up against it in the second half, but you can't complain about any of our performances today. We were, we did exactly what needed to be done when our backs were against the wall and we came away with three points, which is the most important bit. No, without a doubt. Barry Sullivan, uh, I think, uh, epitomises it. Wow, what a team performance. It was a team performance, but there were individuals in that team, Kevin, that I think really stood up. Now, I'm going to start at the back. I'm going to start with Joe Hart and... You know, over the last few weeks, what we've been saying is, see if you just let Joe Hart play as a goalie rather than a sweeper-keeper. That's the performances you get out of him. And when he's when he's called upon to make a save, he'll make the save. Yes. There's been... So, over the summer, I've been one of those ones that's been saying we need to sign a replacement for Joe Hart. And it either had to be someone to come in and take his place now or someone to come in and be a long-term replacement for him. But you get him in the building now. I still kind of stand up with that. 
But see today and last week, those two performances just show how good a keeper he still is. Because if you cast your mind back to last week, uh, Joe Hart makes two brilliant saves at nil-nil. If we lose a goal, we lose the game because we weren't going to come back there. Today, in that second half, when it was a bit backs to the wall, as much as they went creating great chances, everything that came towards his goal, he caught every cross, he blocked every shot, he kept everything out. He was he was a leader again today. That was Joe Hart of old. Just that common influence behind such an inexperienced defence. He was brilliant. He's possibly saved us a point today because of those saves that he's made and because we didn't take those great chances we created in that half. But aye, he's got to get every single bit of credit that comes his way for that performance today. I remember, Laura, there was a there was a kind of uh, situation where for a while a lot of people on the on the comment section and on social media were were saying that we weren't good enough at the back. This was during Angie's time and we went to Ibrox. We won not only did we win the game, that was when Carter Vickers scored the winner. Not only did we win the game, Carter Vickers and Starfelt were absolutely under the cosh for large periods of the game and they came through it. Now I'm not going to say that Carter Vickers and, and, and Starfelt are you know, the same as Lager Belt skills, but it was similar in that they were under the cosh for long, long periods, particularly in the second half, Laura. And I think the character shown, listen, you could focus on two occasions where Lager Belt's lost the ball, right? The first one, okay, the Rangers player's been penalised. I would rather not do that. I thought over the piece, when you look at the lack of experience as Celtic players and as a partnership, those two in front of Hart were outstanding today. Yeah, I really thought they were. I thought... um uh, listen, Lagerbelt, this is the first big test he's had and it's clear <clears throat> there was some nerves there and it's clear that um, he's probably maybe not faced a game quite as big as that um, in his young career, so you can give him a pass for that. But the the good thing is he, doesn't, he didn't appear to let the mistakes that he did make affect him too much. He still mm-hmm. battered on and tried to tried to do the job that he was there to do. Scales, I think, deserves all the praise. And this is coming from somebody who's had a lot negative to say about him uh, in the past few weeks. Justified, I think. But you said before the game, Scales just needs to step up today. We've 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 got him because of circumstances and we can't do anything about it, but he just needs to step up. He absolutely did today. I actually think out of the two of them, he had the, probably the more assured of performance. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's still weaknesses there. There's still question marks there over his his general ability. But he did what he was asked today, like so many in that team. And, you know, even though Rangers were on top for the majority of the second half, you can count on one hand the number of chances they had that you would say would have resulted in a goal and that's down to the defence more than anybody else I would say Yeah, you're right you felt under pressure for long periods Laura but you're right you, you don't look at particular chances and I know that uh, obviously when Hart was was um, rounded and it's gone into the side net and th- that was a chance but even mm-hmm. when you look back on that Lagerbelk has done his covering really really well so he yep. might have been able to prevent that from going in. Um, just checking the possession, you might be surprised to hear 50-50 possession. Obviously, they had more shots from goal, 17 against 7. Uh, three shots on target. Celtic had five out of seven shots on target. So we were more decisive than Rangers, and we came out um, having won the game. And and I think that when you look at sometimes being an adversity, Kevin, it can galvanise players, partnerships, teams. Celtic have been getting a lot of criticism 
this season. Even when we won our first two games, there was criticisms about the performance. Mm-hmm. And we were talking all, all week about, you know, if you're going to turn it around, today's the day. It's not like we went out there and played swashbuckling football, creating loads of, you know, guilt-ass chances and all the rest of it. We had enough chances to win a game. Of course we did. But there was just the manner in which we won the game, I think, is going to really work well in terms of the morale of the team um, and the fact that, that there's a momentum. You know, we were a get up against it for long periods of that second half, but we've come through it. And I think there's a galvanisation effect. You know, Brendan Rodgers says, I know how to win these games. I'm going to show these guys how to win them. And we've done exactly what we had to do. Yeah, it was one of the things we spoke about before the game, was that Rodgers knowing how to win these games and you've got your doubts. You've got it. It's kind of all right that the manager does, but how does he always transfer that into the players? And whatever he did during the week, he did. He transferred that into the players. For the most part, we just went out and played a really, in the best way, a really simple and basic game of football today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of players didn't try and do anything fancy. I think maybe Lagerbilk was the only one who really did with some of his wee dink passes out. But like Laura said, he maybe did it and lost the ball, but he never let it affect his confidence. And that's massive. The mentality of the whole team today just to keep on going is uh, is something that needs to be spoken about. They showed it under Ange and they're continuing to show it again in this game. But aye, it's a performance. It's a game that's kind of got the hallmarks of Rodgers thinking of all over it. Just that go out, there's a game plan. If it has to be that we keep it simple, we keep it simple and we'll get through this game. As I said at halftime, I don't think they created a chance against us. We gifted them some chances. I don't think they created one. I think defensively, we were actually really, really solid. And all those doubts that I had before the game, especially about scales, going to take them all back now after that. He was he was excellent. He really was. Um, I think the whole team was. We'll talk about Matt O'Reilly, I'm sure, as we go on. Because he was, he's up there for man of the match. Man of the match. His whole performance. Yeah. It, it was a complete performance. And, and you know, I think against Aberdeen, when we were up at Patoji, we were a goal up, so 2-1. And it was like we were soaking a lot of pressure during that second half against Aberdeen. And then we got that chance and we, we actually, you know, Yang with a bit of magic in the box. It opens up, O'Reilly scores the third goal and we're home and hosed. I felt similar today, Laura, whereby we were soaking up the pressure. But actually, if you look at the last 10 minutes of the game, we had two clean-cut chances. Um, where Holmes played a brilliant ball down the left to Burnaby, who then plays an O. Oh, I can see what O's trying to do, that we dink to the back post for Yang. And, you know, it would have been a goal. And then the second time, home again, this time to Maeda across the goal, and all it takes is for somebody to get a toe on it. So I think it was it was a very definite game plan by Brendan Rodgers to soak up that pressure and then try and get them on the break. Yeah. Um, it worked much better in the first half, I think, because Rangers were doing essentially the same thing. So actually we ended up with quite a bit of un... un- pressured possession if you like um, in the second half we definitely had to soak up that pressure and you would have liked to have thought with the likes of Maeda and Yang that we could have made a little bit more of it um, because it would suit their game to do that but um, but yeah it wasn't it was just one of those situations today I, I felt as though you were watching two teams neither of whom are at the peak of their powers uh, I don't know what the peak of Rangers' powers would be because they've got a lot of new players, but Celtic certainly aren't at the peak of their powers as far as those players are concerned. And I think what you were watching today was 
I think a kind of microcosm of how the season is going to go. I said to somebody before the season started, I think it's going to be which of the two of them slips up less through the season. And it looks like that might be the way that it goes. I don't, I think we will improve and I think we'll get better and we'll get settled into Roger's style and the new signings will become more integrated and I think we will find our feet. But I think this is this is a season of transition for both teams and I think this game showed it, which is why I'm even more delighted that we've come away with a victory because it's going to be, if, if, if this is the way these games are going to go this season, then they'll have maybe even a much bigger uh, out, influence on the outcome of the league than than maybe in previous years because I don't see us going, you know, well, there's no way we're going to go on runs like we did last season. I, I can see Rangers losing points here, there and everywhere. So these games become all the more important for that because it's the only way we're going to build that gap. Yeah, you know, there, there's so much actually to take from this game, Laura. Uh, you know, I, I want to talk about the performance of Matt O'Reilly who is developing into a player he's kind of threatened to be since he came to the club. And it's all about season-on-season improvements, you know, incrementally improving. And at the beginning of the season, I spoke about three guys that I wanted to see that in, and O'Reilly was one of them, alongside Abada and um, Rio Atati. And I'm not writing other two off. I think it will happen during the season. Um, and I would like to see Atati signing a new deal as well. But let's let's concentrate a wee bit on O'Reilly. I mean, Celtic now sitting top of the league um, after four games, having won three and drawn one. Uh, 10 points on the board, a couple of points ahead of St Mirren, who are sitting in second place. Rangers dropped to fourth. They could actually drop further down the pecking order if Hearts win against Motherwell this afternoon. They'll go down to fifth. And you look at that, Kevin, you think, well, we were obviously hugely disappointed with the result in the Viaplay Cup, but Rangers have lost two league games already. Uh, Four in, lost two. They've been bounced out the Champions League as well. And it's not about focusing on them, but going back to something I said earlier on about you know the, the performances and the results out with the derby games uh, could uh, determine the destiny of the league championship. It's all about just looking after yourself. And I think Rodgers has been really good at that in the face of a lot of criticism so far. He's just stuck to his guns. He's gone out there today. He's not trying to tear Rangers to pieces. You know, playing with you know the the two wingers getting. Lo- it was basically all about just soaking it up. And I think he he done that game plan really, really well. I think it shows the strength of the, the tactical ability of Brendan Rodgers to do that as well, Kev. There's, uh, there's a phrase that you used there and there's one that I meant to use when I was giving my first wee answer. You said game plan and I'm going to say game management. Rodgers went in with a game plan to win that game and his game management was perfect because we allowed Rangers time in the ball when they when we wanted them to, basically. And when they had it, we were able to sit back and defend in, as, as a defensive unit, which we haven't really done in the previous games, apart from maybe Aberdeen. Because we spoke about that game before. There was a long period, about 20, 25 minutes in the second half, where we never looked like scoring in that game. But neither did Aberdeen, because we just nullified the game. Yeah, And we did that again today. We kind of managed our way all the way through it. We did what we had to do. As you said, you were saying to James, kind of put the game into three 30-minute thirds. The first 30 minutes, we allowed them to kind of come at us because we knew they would. And we defended fairly solidly, soaked up the pressure, the fans began to turn. Next 15 minutes of that, we come into the game a bit more. McGregor's controlling the possession. We create a chance, we score a goal. First 15 of the second half, we're back to just kind of controlling them again. Last 30 minutes, 
they're throwing everything at us. And again, we're able just to pick out or pick off chances. Our game management was superb. If you look at Michael Beale, what was his game plan? It was a long ball over the top into the left centre-back channel. As soon as we started to deal with that, they had nothing. They were just mm-hmm. trying to run at us and force things rather than create chances. <clears throat> and that's all down with just the way that we kind of delivered the game plan. And to go back to him, a huge part of that was Matt O'Reilly because he did everything in the midfield. He did mm-hmm. the six, he did the eight, he did the ten at all different times of the game. He was covering the space, he was winning the ball, he was making the passes to try and create things and get things going. He was absolutely outstanding and everything that yeah, we believe he can be, he did it today. It was brilliant. It was a great performance and an indication, I think, as well, what's to come uh, when you consider the fact that Hitati can come back into that side as well. I'm not going to be looking for any negatives after that win. I was thinking Um, about him during the game at some point when you're going through the players that we're without and we focused on the defenders. But you look at the midfield and you go Rio Hitati, who was probably the best midfielder in Scotland last season. Yeah. So we've still got that level of player to come back into this team. Yeah, and and you add a little bit of discipline. I don't mean in terms of booking centre, in-game discipline to Hatati's game, and that's what Rodgers will do. And then you see the effectiveness of O'Reilly, and if you can add that percentage to to Hatati, then you're looking at an exceptional talent getting even better. Um, Individual performances then, Kevin's brought O'Reilly into the discussion, Lauren, quite rightly so. He was my man of the match. Uh, Franny Weldon, uh, Shettleston boy up north, Scales has been solid today. Massive, massive credit to Scales. Uh, I think last week I probably gave him a bit of stick for his defensive capabilities. Today, he was outstanding. He was absolutely brilliant, and I totally agree with that. Uh, O'Reilly and Calmack have been great today. We all need to talk about the captain. Best game he's played all season. Um, Scales, outstanding, says um, many of you, but Neil Reid points that out, as does uh, Liam Harvey about O'Reilly. Let's talk about Matt O'Reilly then. You've you've spoken to him a few times, Laura. I think he's a very, uh, for me, he's a very ambitious player. You know, he's come, He's the type of guy who really backs himself, I think, in terms of his career. But he's identified the fact that Brennan Rodgers is going to be good for him. And I think um, that has been good for us. I think his performances all season have been brilliant. But that's the best we've seen him all season. When you've got a player of Matt O'Reilly's ability and you hear him making positive noises about um, the new manager and what he feels he's going to bring to his game, that can only be a good thing because Matt, a, a Matt O'Reilly firing, firing all cylinders is good for Celtic. What's interesting to me as we spoke about at half-time was that I, although I would like him to obviously have taken those chances against St Johnston and I would like him to chip in with goals this season, which I'm sure he will do, if he performs like that today every week and doesn't score another goal, I would be more than happy because he was an absolute powerhouse in that midfield today. He shut down an awful lot of what they were trying to do. And he really... um, There was a particular t- uh, tackle he made towards the end of the, the second half that was that was a, a notable point as well. And it just kind of epitomised what he'd been doing all day. Um, and I think he will take a lot of confidence from that from that performance. I remember the last match coverage I was on, I talked about him being a player who I think is subject more than some to dips in confidence. And, and But the plus side of that is when he has a performance like that today, he'll gain a lot from it as well. And I think he will. Um, and I think he's going to be a vital part of Rodgers' 
um, season. I'm delighted that we managed to hold on to him, even though there was some interest from Italy and, 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 and other places. I think it's vital, as we've all talked about, that if we want to progress, it's not just about bringing in players, developing them and selling on. There has to be occasions where we keep some players of quality um, and make sure that, that they can perform at this this next level that we want to get to because we can't underestimate the experience he'll have had in the Champions League last season as well. He, he will take that into the games this season. Arguably, you might say, against slightly um, lower standard opposition than we had in the group last season. So um, it, it's got, you've got to look at that from the positive. But again, as well, I, I know he gets his fair share of praise or has done over the years, but Callum McGregor was outstanding today. And I've said that numerous times, if Callum McGregor's playing well, Celtic are playing well, and he absolutely did that today. He was the he was the 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 what's the word? He was the engine of the team today. Really, he was he was the 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 portal through which everything went in the midfield. And Rangers made the mistake of giving him space and time on the ball, and he used it well. And I think that is something that we have to try and utilize uh, going into the rest of the season because whatever the reason is for 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 Cal Mack being off form at the start of the season. Hopefully, like O'Reilly, he takes today as a, a line in the sand that I talked about before the game where he can draw confidence from it and go into the rest of the season thinking, no, the performances are there, we're settling in, we are, we're going to prove our dominance again this season and I really hope that's the, the, the route we go down. It was great to see, it really was. Jason Ward has confirmed that Scales got man of the match, well deserved, says Jason. Stephen O'Rourke, well done, Scales. Uh, no negatives to that performance, opinionated Glaswegian OG. And Kieran, uh, the shackles look to have been taken off Hart. Good performance. And also McGregor, I think uh, Laura makes that point. Yeah, Hart, you know what, just concentrate on being a goalie. And, uh, you know, then you start thinking it's not as much of a priority. We can wait till January. We can maybe even wait till the summer uh, before we look, look at that again. I know that's when Hart's... The contract is up. Uh, but Callum McGregor, as Laura says, Kevin, if he plays, we play. And, you know, that, that's been a, a big topic of discussion because it's very unusual for Callum to go four or five games and not play particularly well. And then we've seen the old Callum today orchestrating the game. You know, it was the transition from defence to attack. He was carrying the ball. Um, he was getting involved in terms of the combative side of the game and uh, back to his best, basically. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So I think we know that he's a big game player. So we probably shouldn't have had kind of the doubts that we had over him going into this game. But given his performances at the start of the season, you can't help but have them because he, he hasn't performed to the level that we know he could. 
again, I think before the game we spoke about probably having O'Reilly back in as the six sitting with him as well, and that would help McGregor and free him up a wee bit and help his game. But I was thinking on that one with, <coughs> with Rangers having a midfield that was actually going to press and put us under pressure. Their biggest mistake today was not doing that. Because if you give Callum McGregor, as Laura said, if you give him the time and the space and the ball, he'll run any game of football. Yeah. And he did that today in the first half. Every time he got the ball, he had his head up, he was looking for something, he was making things happen, he was just making us tick. And it was great to see because it was back to what we've seen for the last couple of seasons. And then even in the second half, when it was a bit more backs to the wall, he's just using his experience there. He was getting in the positions to block uh, block through passes, make interceptions. Again, just playing the simple pass and keeping things moving. So he's a massive miss to us when he's not on form. He's I don't mean to say this in a completely negative way, but he's almost like a, an empty jersey when he's not on form because we expect so much from him that when he dips, you, you totally notice it. Today he was back and when he's on form, he's like two men in a jersey. He's that good. He covers the ground and he does so much. So absolutely brilliant to see. And hopefully that's him now. He's, he's over whatever that little dip was. And if we've got a... We can get a rhythm back in the way we're playing and he just... He, he'll thrive again and he'll become the player we know he is. You, you speak about rhythm. Um, and I think that's maybe it because generally speaking, he doesn't go six weeks without competitive football. Obviously, our preseason looks different now because of the the lack of the qualifiers. And I think it's maybe just taken him four or five games to get back into that rhythm. Um, talking about, right, so he's probably played about two or three years of football non-stop, so he's just in that. And yep. then I to come out the cycle, it maybe just does take someone like him that wee bit longer because he's just yep. so used to playing every single week, two times a week. I think it was Declan that used to call him the metronome. Um, it's like that musical click track that he's just there. He's just making it happen constantly. And whilst he works, the rest of the team works around about him, you know. Um, but Claire Brogan, Joe Hart, looks reborn. We were kind of speaking about that in relation to two things, really. The fact that uh, there is less of a necessity or a requirement uh, for him to, to dilly-dally on the ball, Laura. And, and it does look as though he's been reborn as a result of that. You could hear him over the 50,000 eyebrows, you could hear him shouting at his defence. There's obviously been another vape thrown at him. He's getting used to that. Ibrox had to give that to the referee as well. Um, but I just think the leadership qualities in Joe Hart, when's all said and done? Let's say Joe Hart leaves at the end of this year, Laura, and obviously we, we try and find new heroes to replace old ones and all the rest of it. We'll look back on the three years that he spent at the club, and I know you weren't a big fan when he came to Celtic, but you look at performances like today, and he's been pivotal over the three years that he's been at the club. And I think when we do look back on it, it'll be thinking totally unexpected that Joe Hart would come to Celtic for three years as a swan song and leave with all our best wishes because he's been part of a sensational Celtic team over the last two and a bit years. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 spoken at length about you know my attitude and my opinion about Joe Hart before he came. How I, I thought he was arrogant and I thought he was had a mentality that I didn't think would fit in at Celtic, much less Scottish football in general. I just wondered if he was coming for a pay packet and, and thought himself a little bit above uh, the standard of football that he was going to be asked to play in. But, you know, as is often the case, and as I'm only too happy for it to be the case, he um, 
proved me and a lot of other people wrong. Uh, again, to the benefit of Celtic Football Club, he came in, he's had the attitude that he is going to continue learning, he's going to continue, regardless of the stages of, of football that he's played at, and let's not kid ourselves, Joe Hart has played at the highest level of football that it's possible to play at. Regardless of that, he takes his job as Celtic goalkeeper seriously, and he... And he I do think also he's had a couple of instances in his career that have humbled him a little bit from the from the Joe Hart I was maybe referencing, and it's it's benefited him in terms of his his the way he interacts with fans, the way he interacts with with you know the the club at large, and I think he has proved himself to be. Um, you know, a model professional really for any young player uh, coming to the club or being at the club with him. I still think the criticism of him at the beginning of this season was warranted. They did look like he was making mistakes that were a little bit out of character and we were wondering, you know, is that his time up? But again, uh, that's good management from Brendan Rodgers that he's managed to recognise the elements of his game that are good and the elements of his game that are not so good. And in this case, instead of telling him to persist with an element of his game that was obviously knocking his confidence, he said, drop that. We can still play the style of play we want to play without a goalkeeper that's got the ball at his feet all the time. And and he, he did what he's best at today. I, we talked about him keeping us in the game against St Johnston last week. There's at least two or three saves today that I thought were vital from him that kept, kept us in the lead. So, yeah, Joe Hart... Um, has had to put up a lot of with a lot of speculation from people and he's dealt well with it. And um while I do think still we need to plan for the future without him, eh, I don't think he's going to be as much of a hindrance to us as we maybe worried they would be at the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> he was one of the or that was one of the positions a lot of people were were asking for us to to strengthen alongside the left-back position. It hasn't happened. We can't go through the post-match without talking about Kyogo. I know we spoke a lot about him at half-time because he just scored before the half-time whistle. Uh, match winner again, if you're talking about big-name players and maybe players that haven't really been at it in the last couple of games, Kev, Kyogo enters the building, scores the goal, and we all go home happy. And he is the epitome of a big-game player, isn't he? Absolutely is. He will frustrate you during games because he'll miss chances that you feel he should score because he's got the ability to do it, and you know he has. He'll have games where he doesn't seem to do very much because no one's picking up his runs or he's dropping deep and the passing into him is poor. And it's our style of play that's making him look ineffectual. And then he gets one half chance in a big game and he absolutely buries it, and you win the game 1-0. That goal was just absolutely something else right the the technique to keep it down to catch it on the bounce put it right in the corner out of Butland's reach unbelievable and he's done it so many times for us in the big games as you say if you need a goal he'll pop up and do it there was somebody I'm not sure if it was in the the um, Axon chat or if it was in the chat here at the half time saying it reminded him of his goal against Hibs in the mid-cup final the other year when he's dinked it over the keeper. It's very similar because it's that quick reaction and thought. Um, absolutely great player. Don't know what else to say about him. I'm running out of words and superlatives. But um, yeah, he was he's done that he's he's done his job today, just like everyone else has done. 
Yeah, his job yeah. was to score the winning goal, <laughs> and he's he's You're done right. it. Um, you know, we can talk about Scales, who I thought was excellent, especially in the second half. We can talk about O'Reilly and McGregor and what they did in the midfield. As they say, Kyogo, you had one job to do, and it was to score, and he's done it. And we can go he's home happy. Yeah. And as everyone yeah. is putting in the comments, Chris Boyd is going home absolutely beeling, <laughs> and that is absolutely making my Sunday. <laughs> well, it, it will, uh, there's quite a few people will be bailing, I'm sure. Uh, Kyogo match winner, got to give a big shout out, I think, for Alistair Johnson. He just comes back last week. He continues that performance today. He was outstanding. Uh, Maeda maybe goes under the radar today, but I think he was brilliant. Some of his defensive play was superb as well. And special mention, although it was something of a cameo for, uh, I say cameo, I think he played about 30 minutes, was uh, Odin Home, right? I think we've got a right good player in Odin home. Um, you know, he got his first start against Kilmarnock and it did quite work out. But he came in today, he's the type of player who is really, you know, he's he's very much prepared to get in about the mix in, in, in terms of the, the physical side of the game. When you look at him, you don't think he's got that physical stature. 20 years of age, right in about it. Great passer of the ball uh, from what I've seen so far. And I, I liked the way that he was mixing it up, Laura, with, with Cantwell. He liked getting in about Cantwell's face. So, you know what? If you're going to do it, do it in the park. I love that. Um, so, yeah, big shout out to those players as well. But as Kevin was saying, everybody done their job, starting from Brendan Rodgers doing his right through to the every player on the park and then every single substitute. And Alan Robertson, inverted fullbacks, helped today. I agree with that. I thought that... Um, that was a massive help for McGregor in the midfield as well. It also allowed O'Reilly. O'Reilly's defensive play was outstanding today. Uh, forever and ever Celtic. Thanks, Axel. And enjoy the evening. Everybody tuning in. 1,100 strong, 1,200, 1,300 in the halftime built Enjoy your night tonight because for some strange reason, it's all Celtic fans that's tuning in for these particular bulletins today. Mr. We Red, that style of display augurs well for Europe. I'm going to leave it with that chat. Laura. Brendan Rodgers comes in, he mentions, he name-checks Europe, he's talking about progress, and a lot of Celtic fans will go by the reaction on social media and on our comments and on our social media pages are thinking that the transfer window hasn't really married up with the comments made by Brendan Rodgers. But in terms of a style, yeah, I was actually looking forward to going into you know, European campaign number three under Ange. It's exciting. It's, you know, it's end-to-end. There's going to be goals. If they score three, we'll try and score four and all that. It's going to be different this time round, Laura, but it may actually work out better. And I know what the commenter means by saying that that augurs well, uh, Mr. Weirad, because you've, you've got to sometimes play with your backs to the wall. You've sometimes got to soak up pressure, hit on the break. And there's sometimes a naivety about us in Europe, but this is a part of the game that I'm looking forward to. And you do that with a stronger defence, which we will have, you know, as the campaign goes on and develops. Laura, at the back, you look at a defence that ended that game. What did we have? We had Ralston at right back, Bernabe at left back, Lager, Bielk and Scales at centre-half. That's not going to be our European defence. But if you play the way that we played, whereby, for me, it's the game management that Kev talked about. It's a game plan going into the games. We might end up doing better. It might not be as entertaining, but I think we'll do better, Laura. What's your thoughts? Um, can I just, Laura, see before you answer that, can I just say, I hadn't even clicked on this one before, but that defence that you've mentioned, it's the second choice in every position. Yeah. The it's one not, it's nowhere yeah. near our first choice defence, but every single one is the reserve player across the line, and we held so strong today. 
So yeah. sorry, I just wanted to say that. But yeah. no, that's that's a fair point because that's that's what you want in a squad. You want two players in every position is the ideal. And if we've got a, a back four that is made up of our second choices and we hold out against Rangers for for the amount of time that we did, then that's that's um, fair enough. I don't I don't know. I'm a bit conflicted. I I, I take the commenters. Um, view on board um here um, what i'm about to do here is disagree like with respect which i don't think a lot of people can do but anyway i'll try my best um i think that yes there are situations in europe where we will have situations like today where our backs are against the wall and we will try to just weather the storm so to speak i am a bit concerned that sometimes if we have to do that, we will be coming up against teams of such quality that we will still not be able to weather that storm. And that's just the nature of the Champions League. And the other thing I did like about the style of play that we gave last season, while it was naive in a lot of ways and it opened us up to um, some serious hidings, I do think there was an element of surprise to it that I enjoyed last season. You know, Real Madrid, we talked about the first 45 minutes of that game. They didn't expect us to come out and go for them because so many teams don't do that. And so I will miss that element of it. But I do take on board what was being said. I think hopefully we can go into this season thinking we're not going to throw caution to the wind. We will be able to... um, just manage things a little bit more conservatively. But the, the downside to that as well is sometimes you invite the pressure on yourself then. Like I've seen that happen to us before as well, that if we go into it too conservatively, you're saying to you're saying to a team with good, really good quality players, have a go at us. I mean, we definitely did that against PSG in the past. We've definitely done it against other teams in the past. So there's, I, I'm conflicted. I can definitely see the point, but I can also see elements through which Angie's style was was beneficial to us for a period and I can see problems with Brendan's style. At the end of the day, I think either way kind of doesn't come to much because you're playing against teams of such quality that they'll probably overcome us in the majority anyway. But listen, if you can't come away from today thinking positively about the rest of the season, when can you? So I, so I fully take that on board. And listen, I hope the commenter's right. Like I, I'm rooting as much as anybody for a good performance and a good result in Europe or two, especially at home, and and maybe we can do that. Yeah, uh, Paul Nisbet comes in talking about what we did previously under Brendan Rodgers, and I totally get it, Paul, because I don't want to see Celtic being embarrassed in Europe. Absolutely not. I think what I would point to as well, though, is um, obviously a different approach to the one Ange had. It may not be as entertaining on the eye. But also, Brendan went away and, he, you know, he managed in Europe for Leicester City and he, he did, certainly in one campaign, very well in terms of getting a, a club like Leicester. And I can't call any club in English football provincial, but an unfancied, unfashionable club like Leicester to the semi-final of a European competition. And I know a lot of people don't really regard the Conference League as uh, high stakes. Of course it is. They're up against Mourinho's Roma um, they drew, I think, the first leg one each. You know, they were on the cusp of going into that second leg. Still, we a shout for a European final. So, Brennan Rogers will have learned from his campaigns as Leicester Gaffer as well. A, a wee bit more pragmatism, I think, Paul. Is. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think the draw, uh, obviously, we spoke about it last week. We'll be talking about it until the games kick off. I'm not going to say the draw has been kind because a wee bit like calling an English provincial club 
Um, you know, I don't think you can see any Champions League draw as kind as such because it's always going to be difficult. But I'm pretty satisfied with the, the draw. Um, thanks, everybody, for getting involved. And also for those who are chipping in as well, uh, Kieran W and uh, Tom Cook. It's always appreciative, uh, appreciated rather, uh, from the Axom team. We are going into a, a situation over the next we will where there's loads happening. Uh, there's live events. There's going to be one announced tomorrow because October's sold out very quickly. We are raising funds for wee Jamie Tierney. You can get involved by sending us your old Celtic jerseys. All the details for this kind of thing is underneath the video. And also, we are up uh, for five different gongs at this year's um, FCAs. I think it's always good for us to go down there and maybe win one or two and bring them up the roads because there's some massive uh, content creators um, in English football and you're up against them, you're going toe-to-toe. And as you can see from the graphic, uh, we've been successful in the past. And if you want to give us a wee vote for any of the five categories, please do so underneath the video. Um, thanks again for everybody for coming out 1,200 after the game. Have a fantastic Sunday night and the rest of your week will be cracking as well, I'm sure. All that's left for me to say, Kev McCluskey, Laura Bradburn, thank you for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.